Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Volume. This is Straight Fire. With Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire, for Wednesday, September 20th. We're in the middle of week three. Um, I, I, I Listen, I'm not going to reveal everything, but I have made far too many wages for this week because I like it a lot. I'm high off the Buffalo win last week that was a bit of a monster for us. Um, uh, Monday Night Football did not go great. Uh, Nick Chubb, I got him on two of my five fantasy teams. Uh you know, two my, two of the teams are my sons. One one of them he has Chubb. We're trying to recover. Uh, you know, it's a, it's not a, it's not an ending. It's ending for Chubb season, but it's not an ender for our teams because you know you really win these fantasy leagues on the waiver wire. Uh, but big show ahead. We're gonna go go through all the zero and two teams, see whose season is really over and who's not. Um, also got uh, some thoughts on the Deion Sanders stuff that's going down at Colorado this week. I'm sure you guys saw the harassment of the kid on Colorado State who had the hit on Hunter. That was kind of a dirty shot, but fans are just out of control. I'm sure you, sure you guys saw that awful story in New England where a Dolphins fan uh, was getting in an argument with a Patriots fan in the stands. I don't know exactly what precipitated it, um, but you guys have been to stadiums. These people are lubricated and acting like maniacs. And the Dolphins guy punches him, and the guy falls and hits his head and gets in a coma and is dead, like over a football game at 53 years old. Like, that's awful, you know? Uh, I'll be going to a couple games this season, and I, you know, yeah, listen, it's fun to mouth off and stuff, but I, getting in fights, like who's who's doing that? I don't know, man. Um, just be smart out there, guys. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single day. New customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. 
And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with code STRAIGHTFIRE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Get ready to uh, talk about some week three in the NFL. It's do or die week. Put up or shut up for a lot of teams you know, the history of going 0-3. It's also a great college football weekend. So uh, for those of you who took last Saturday off, hang out with the family, 
me coaching a girls' soccer game. Um, this is not the Saturday to take off. There is a crazy good lineup of college football games. We'll dig into those. Deion Sanders back in the news. Shocker. Deion Sanders in the news again. It's like four straight weeks. Uh, he, he does love the spotlight. Deion loves the spotlight. Loves the microphone. He's like that guy who keeps going up at karaoke because he's just, his bag is so deep. He's just singing every song slow, um, fast, rap. Every, he's got his whole bag. Deion Sanders loves the spotlight. He talked to the media again today. You're going to like what he had to say. Probably. Uh, but let's start in the NFL because historically, we talked about this a little yesterday on the pod. If you start the season 0-2, you're in trouble. But if you start the three zero season 0-3, it's a death sentence. It's over for you. In, since 2002, so we got a 20-year sample of data, teams that start the season 0-3, 99 of them have done that. And one has made the playoffs. The Houston Texans, led by Deshaun Watson, who we disparaged greatly on the podcast yesterday. The 2018 Texans, led by Deshaun Watson, came out of an 0-3 hold and got to the playoffs. Now, it was a wacky year, 2018. That division was total horse manure. They were very, very bad. Hence, the Texans able to squeak by. Now, a lot of you are yelling, well, J-Mac, J-Mac, you, they changed it. There's now 17 games. You get an extra game to rally. Okay, fair. that's fair. There's not enough data to say, hey, 17-game seasons, how does it impact going 0-3? But what we can do is, based on where teams are now, what the divisions are starting to look like, and nothing is crystallized after two games. I mean, some things we know are true. Other things, a little fugazi, like what's going on with the Tampa Bay Bucks. I don't know. Are the Saints for real? Are the Falcons for real? I, we'll find out. But I want to focus right now on the 0-2 team. So Rob and I will go through each of the 0-2 teams, talk about whose season is over with a loss, and who has a chance to rebound and make the playoffs. One of these is really fascinating because of their division, hint, hint. All right, so we'll start with the New England Patriots, who are 0-2. Two narrow losses. You could call them good losses. I think that matters in like college football and college basketball when it comes to like picking the tournament. Oh, it's a good loss. Doesn't really matter in the NFL. Um, the Patriots fell behind deeply to the Eagles, 16-0. Fought, 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 and then ended up coming up short. The Patriots fell behind 17-3 to the Dolphins. Fought, fought, fought. Ended up a little bit short. Um, trying to drive for the um, tying score. And as a result, they're 0-2. They are now going to New York for a date with the Jets and Zach Wilson. And I don't want to, you know, have anybody have uh, bad nightmares uh, tonight about last season's Jets-Patriots game, but I'm just going to put it out there. Zach Wilson was absolutely horrendous. He was an abject failure. He cost them undeniably the first game. And in the second game, he was so unfathomably bad that he was like pushing back against the media afterward. And then he was then essentially deactivated uh, the following week and became the inactive quarterback. It was really, really ugly. This is what Bill Belichick does to young quarterbacks. The question is, can the Jets do enough to beat the Patriots, send them to 0-3, and I will say DEFCON 1 in New England if the Patriots go 0-3. Because then you get the chatter about Bill Belichick. Well, the game's kind of passed him by. He can't solve this Mac Jones. We had Matt Patricia. Now he got Bill O'Brien. None of it works. And, and it's, you know, legitimately time to wonder, does Kraft say, Bill, you had a good run. Let's start to wind down. You know, Belichick's not going to take that well. He's a very proud man. Um, they were close in the first two games. 
as a, as a Jets fan, I've got to stay away from this game at all costs. Last week, I felt like an idiot backing the Jets against the Cowboys, and that was never remotely close in the second half. Uh, Patriots defense isn't that good, but the Patriots defense did slow down Tua in that my, mighty Miami offense. So I'm going to go ahead and say the Patriots don't start 0-3. I'm trying to reverse jinx here on a Tuesday, guys. I got, I got to do that. I got to start it early because the Jets need help. So the Patriots don't start 0-3. I don't think they're out of the playoff mix, mostly because Aaron Rodgers is gone from the Jets. Kind of removes them from serious playoff contention. Uh, Miami looks good. Buffalo has had a weak performance in the second half against the Jets and then smothered the Raiders. So I think Patriots get a win, and I, I think it's exhale New England. It's not over. But Rob, what do you think? Do you think they go to 0-3 or you think they uh, get the dub? No, I think they get the dub. And as a matter of fact, I think they're going to win two of their next three, maybe even three of their next four. That defense, as we've seen in the first two weeks, is as advertised, right? You expect that from a Bill Belichick coach team. They gave the Eagles all they could handle. We talked about it on this pod multiple times now that the Jalen Hurts offense in Philadelphia has not looked great through the first two weeks of the season. And part of the reason being is against New England, they you know really struggled. They needed a defensive score to get that game. Against Miami, they really tightened things up there in the second half. They they kind of found their bearings a little bit and were able to do some things that that slowed down. You're not going to stop the Dolphins, but they really slowed them down. I think they are going to run roughshod over Zach Wilson. Apologies to you, Jason. I just think he's a, a very bad NFL quarterback. To be quite honest with you, I don't think he deserves to be an NFL quarterback at this point. I don't think he's shown enough to make you think that he could even be a game manager at this level. So I think they're going to win this one. I think... The following week, they lose in Dallas. You know, it's just a tough matchup for them. The pair of tough defenses. I'd lean quarterback in those situations. So give me Dak over Wait, Matt. wait. I thought, hold on. I thought uh, Dallas had San Fran in week four. No? I see here Sunday, October 1st, Patriots at Cowboys. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's and, good news for the Jets because the Patriots are not beating the Cowboys. <laughs> right. Not, not and then, but then the following week, I think they had a, a tough game at home against the Saints. And the Saints offense, you know, to be determined at this point, but we we talked about it yesterday, they are still finding their way a little bit. And one thing I know about Derek Carr historically is he really struggles in the cold weather. I know it's not going to be too cold in October, but it's colder than what he's accustomed to. So I think that you'll see that this... New England Patriots team, once we get to midseason, is going to be right in the thick of the playoff chase. I like them to win this week. I expect them to be competitive moving into the second half of the season. Not what I want to hear, Rob. Not what I want to hear. <laughs> uh, but I, we trudge on. Let's go to the Cincinnati Bengals. A surprising 0-2. They were my pick on the pod to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, that was clearly foolish. The Burrow-Calf thing seems real. The line has plummeted um, for the Monday night affair with the Rams. If Burrow does not play, you put your your hopes on Jake Browning. Now we'll have a full week to put in a game plan, which is you know fairly good for Jake Browning, a young kid out of Washington. But uh, let's be real. The, this is one thing I think people are missing. I'm going to be on the Bengals in this one, regardless of who's quarterback. One thing I think people are missing with the Rams is their first two opponents, there was massive familiarity for McVay, okay? He had to face a Seattle team that he has historically dominated, Okay. He owns Pete Carroll, that the history is rich. Uh, it was just a total whiff on my part to not notice that um, in week one. Then week two, I went against him with Kyle Shanahan, who owns McVay. They're led by 10 in the fourth quarter. They don't cover the spread. I'm upset with it still. Um, but 
they got the win fairly handily. First half was competitive, but the familiarity was there. Now McVay has to step out to a team out of division that he hasn't seen since the Super Bowl, and he's got to prepare for, oh, is it Browning or Burrow? And let's be real. This Bengals offense cannot get worse, so it can only get better. I do believe the Bengals get the win here and avoid 0-3. I disagree with you. And this is one really? that I was mulling over oh. before we started recording. And I was, you know, torn because I've read all these articles, you know, here on Tuesday afternoon. The team most likely to start out 0-2 and make the playoffs is going to be X. And almost to a man, pick your favorite website, ESPN, SI, CBS, The Ringer, whatever. Almost every single one of them said the Bengals are going to be the team that does it because they did it last season. And of the teams that have started out 0-2, they seem to, they, they're the best team. Like with all things considered, that would be the team you would expect. The issue though, is you mentioned Joe Burrow's hurt. I, I said on yesterday's podcast, if I were them, I put him on the IR for weeks and make sure to get him right. Not just for the end of this season, but for his career long-term moving forward. The issue though, with this specific game on Monday night, at home against the Rams is. In my research, I read that the Cincinnati Bengals, for all of their offensive ineptitude through the first two weeks, defensively have given up nearly 200 rushing yards per game and nearly five yards per carry through the first two weeks. In comes America's favorite West Coast running back, Kieran Williams, who has been so impressive that Cam Akers is about to be traded any minute now. This Rams oh, offense, yeah. I believe, is going to be able to control the clock against this Bengals uh, team. I don't expect Joe Burrow's going to play. Jake Browning, as far as I know, has never completed a pass in the NFL. Sounds okay? about right. This is going to be a knockdown, dragout fight. And in this instance... When neither team, I, I think, is very explosive offensively, you have to lean quarterback. And I think Matthew Stafford is going to make the plays needed in the second half to steal a win in Cincinnati. And the Cincinnati Bengals, who I picked to make the playoffs before the season started, will start the season 0-3 and essentially be already eliminated from postseason contention. Yeah, that, that's a, that would be a death knell. It's over in that division, given the Ravens are good, the Steelers are good, the Browns are very good. Um, let's pump the brakes on that rush defense. You're facing Nick Chubb. Who, I mean, and it was in the rain. Nick Nick Chubb loves the slop, as we know. Great running back, especially in the mud. And then in week two, it was Lamar Jackson. I, I don't want to say it was Gus the Bus or uh, Justice Hill. Um, uh, but Lamar Jackson, he's just elusive. And by the way, Justin Fields, I hope you're taking notes. I, clearly you're not. But if you watch Lamar, drop back. If it's not there, tuck and run. Come on. Lamar got loose. He had a couple key runs on uh, in the second half, especially the final drive to lock up the game. Um, so I'm not totally panicked with the Bengals. But yeah, I do think they're clout, trouble, trouble ahead for um, Cincinnati if they do not win this game. Then you start to wonder about Zach Taylor and his, I mean, T. Higgins. I think it's an open secret that he's not coming back because uh, they can't afford him because they had to pay Burrow. Um, so the offense will be reduced a little bit. And this might be Joe Mixon's final year in Cincy. Next up, Houston Texans. Don't think we need to spend much time here. No, sir. They are huge underdogs to Jacksonville. I think I bet Jacksonville, uh, which is probably irrational and stupid, but I, you know, divisional matchup. But I just, I can't get over how bad the Texans' A secondary is. They, I think their top three safeties are injured. And their offensive line is a mash unit. And 
I think they have one starter who's healthy. Now, things may change, but I can see Jacksonville bouncing back off an ugly performance. Doug Peterson and, and Lawrence get right. Texas go to 0-3, and, and Houston's done. But they're, they're going to be one of the five worst teams in the league regardless, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think anyone expecting this team to even be competitive for the postseason, you know, you have to have the Houston Texans rose-colored glasses on. This is supposed to be a gap year. You're building around two rookies in uh, C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. D'Amico Ryan's first-time head coach. You know, you're building for 2024 and 2025. This season is just get your young guys as much experience as possible, get their feet wet, and see what happens. You're not expecting wins, though, at all. Uh, Since we did the Texans, I'm just going to pivot and do the Arizona Cardinals. I just called up their schedule. You guys ready for this? Arizona Cardinals, who are 0-2, two two tough, close losses, 2-0 against the spread for the gamblers out there. Arizona is a double-digit dog to Dallas. They will be a double-digit dog to San Fran, so they'll be 0-4. Then they're against Cincinnati, assuming Joe Burrow's in the mix. They'll be big underdogs there. They are at the Rams, maybe winnable, at Seattle versus Baltimore at Cleveland. Rob, is that does that sound like 0-9 to you? Oh, yeah. And if you're I, an Arizona like fan, you're, you're pumped about it. You are yeah, you're loving elated it because, if you look start the season so, 0-9. Yeah, we, we know Arizona's not making the playoffs. Uh, they're not beating Dallas. But the, the more interesting one, and we had this a couple weeks ago, was Caleb Williams, I don't see him going to Arizona. Now, maybe things change. Um, but, like, from culture, the facilities, the head coach, nothing in any way, shape, or form says this is a great place to be. And I would not be surprised if Caleb Williams told him, do not draft me. And Arizona, they did that trade the same way that Eli Manning did it and uh, John Elway forced it. Um, would not shock me if Caleb Williams tried to dodge it. And then Drake May goes there and shines. Drake May's totally a good quarterback. Maybe he doesn't care about how decrepit the facilities are there. But uh, Arizona's going 0-3, right, Rob? Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, if you're Arizona, and let's say in this hypothetical situation, and we're way down the road here now, but if Caleb Williams says, I am not coming, do not draft me. If you draft me, you better trade me, blah, blah, blah. The next best thing to drafting Caleb Williams to be your franchise quarterback is being the team that gets the King's ransom for the team that gets to draft Caleb Williams. Like if you thought the RG3 trade was big or you thought the Trey Lance trade was big, I don't think last year's trade for uh, uh, Bryce Young was that big, but Bryce, yeah. this guy is supposed to be the greatest thing since sliced bread, in my opinion, the best quarterback prospect is Andrew Luck. You are getting what four first round picks, three first, three Depends seconds. How far up? I mean, you are getting a bounty. So if you're not going to have him as your quarterback, can you imagine how quickly the turnaround could be in Arizona if you get that many picks for, you know? But, yeah, and they have Houston's number one pick as well. Yeah, via the Will Anderson trade. So Arizona is going to be stacking some players uh, in the desert. Uh, let's go. Let's go to another just really down and out team. Chicago Bears team. I was bullish on team. I thought would win the division. They are zero and two. Humbling loss to the Packers. Got they didn't get spanked by Tampa, but they fairly got dominated. Now they face. Oh, oh, look! It's the uh, a trip to Kansas City and Arrowhead to face the Chiefs. Line is something like 13, 13 and a half. <laughs> I, I, I don't see it. Uh, maybe Justin Fields says, you know what? I'm doing everything I can to win this game. If it means 15 rushes for a buck 50, sure. Um, I, I don't see it, Rob. 
I, I don't see a victory. I see them going 0-3. After that, it's Denver, Washington, Minnesota. Like, the path is there. It lightens the, uh, the load lightens a lot. I just, they, they go 0-3. This is the angle, though, for the Bears and, you know, tease the Vikings. That division, nobody wants it. Nobody can run away with it. Packers are beat up. They're 1-1. Um, who's the other? Uh, I'm spacing on the Detroit Lions are 1-1. One one. They have some offensive line injury problems. That division is kind The door is slightly ajar for me. Of the teams that start 0-3, I think the Vikings probably have a chance to make the playoffs, assuming they don't deal Kirk Cousins, assuming they don't deal Justin Jefferson. And yes, people are going to be like, what are you talking about, Justin Jefferson? There is a theory out there being sprouted by a couple Vikings hardcore uh, fanboys. What if we did the reverse Herschel Walker and we traded Herschel Walker? Instead, you know how they traded for Herschel Walker and Dallas got a billion picks and basically built the three-time Super Bowl champs in the mid-90s? That's how that, it was built on the back of the Herschel Walker trade. Could the Vikings do the opposite? We'll give you Justin Jefferson. You give us a bounty of picks. Now, I think you'd also have to get off Kirk Cousins and try to get something in return and tank so you could maybe get the number one pick. But now we're getting way ahead of ourselves. But the Vikings are interesting, Rob. New coach, uh, who was the first time last year, new GM. And it, they, they, I'm sure they were thrilled. They bought themselves some time with last year's lucky year, lucky year and 11-0 in one-score games. By the way, they're 0-2 now in one-score games, two games into the season. Yeah, see how fluky that is? Um, they've bought themselves enough time that I think if they were able to move off Cousins at the deadline, pick up a pick or two, and then they were able to do this Justin Jefferson pie in the sky, you're starting with a blank slate, okay? You got a good defensive coordinator in Flores. You don't have a lot of talent. Jordan Addison's pretty good. I like him. But the idea that you could go really bad aggressively and turn it around that way is one. Or I think there is a chance, Rob, if the Vikings start 0-3, I think they could turn it around, assuming they keep their guys and make a run at the playoffs only because of that division. Yeah, they're the team with the highest variance level, right? Because we talked about this last week when they lost to Philadelphia. The pathway is there for them to just completely tear it down and build for 2024, 2025. And the scenario we discussed before, Justin Jefferson was there, him and TJ Hawkinson were the building blocks. You get your quarterback, you figure it out. But like you said, I've heard similar things, and I think it might have been Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio who suggested this in one of his posts, that Minnesota had offered him, I believe the report was like the, the highest, obviously the biggest contract in wide receiver history, but they called it like an earth-shattering deal, like one that may even be on par with a quarterback. I, I don't know if Florio specifically reported that, but he, they said it was a ginormous contract, and, and he said no for whatever reason. So maybe, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they decide we are not going to pay a wide receiver quarterback money. So we are going to get out of it while we can to a team that thinks they're a receiver away and get a bounty of picks. So I could see that happening. The, the other thing to your point is they play the chargers here this week. We'll talk about them here in a minute, but after yeah. that it's at Carolina home to Kansas city at the bears. So even if they lose this week and let's say they lose in Kansas City, they're staring at like two and four. You have a home game with the Niners. I think the Niners would be favored, but at least you get them yeah. at home. And then from there, it's just like we mentioned with New England a few minutes ago. 
the pathway is set up for you to be right in the mix into the last month of the season. They could either tear it down to the studs and try to, you know, beat Arizona to the bottom or, and we've seen with this offense as it's Kirk Cousin at the controls, they can score with damn near anybody except their defense to slow someone down. Maybe things break your way and, and, you know, you beat the Chargers this week or you lose this week. And when you get, you get right against Carolina, Kansas City comes to town. They're still not clicking on all cylinders because through the first two weeks of the season, that offense is really has not been untracked yet. Maybe they're still working out some kinks. You win a shootout with them. And next thing you know, you're at 500 heading into the trade deadline. So like it's it, it's, one thing you said, yeah, huh? This just the got variance my, I, is I so high with them. I would agree. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You said they offer Justin Jefferson a lot. I had missed that report, but you know who I instantly thought of when I heard, oh, they offered him a lot of money and he didn't want it. I thought of Odell Beckham. Now, Odell Beckham was a bit more of a problem in New York off the field, not like in trouble with the law. Just listen, man, he made that catch and he was a worldwide celebrity. He was big time and Nike offered him money and he kind of started to walk around with that swagger. And then all of a sudden his numbers started to dip. And I remember saying on, I, th- I don't know if you were the uh, producer of the radio show, the Giants should trade Odell Beckham. And um, all these Giants fans hated me. And of course they ended up trading him. Um, so 
like this idea that you have to keep a superstar receiver. I mean, let me know the last superstar receiver that led a team to the Super Bowl. Like, that doesn't really happen. Like, and I like Justin Jefferson. I would love to him to be an integral part. But um, I don't know, Rob. Like this, it's interesting. I, I will table the Vikings for now. Let's go. Let's go to the next team, which is an easy layup. We'll spend five uh, thirty-five seconds on it. Carolina Panthers, zero and two. They got questions about if Frank Reich is the right play caller. And Rob, the I don't know if it was the funniest, but uh, one of the things I saw that was a little sad for Carolina, a report. Uh, I don't know where it was, and I'm assuming it's real, that the, Bryce Young was perceived as too small to do quarterback sneaks on third and fourth down, so they brought in Andy Dalton for a sneak. And the then they brought rifle? in Andy Dalton for another one. Huh? The red rifle, Andy Dalton? Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm assuming <laughs> this is real. I'm assuming it's not fake. But <laughs> okay. it, it, it's, I, I like initially laughed, and then I was like, wow, that, oh my gosh, is that real? Um but anyways, they're they're going 0 and 2. They're not going to they are 0 and 2. They're going to go 0 and 3, right? We, we don't believe in Carolina. No. T- totally down in Carolina. Same situation as Houston. So now we get to the two interesting teams in the AFC West. I don't know, Rob. What do you want to start with? Broncos? You want to start with Chargers? Sure. I think we laid Chargers for last. Okay. So uh, Broncos 0 and 2 with Sean Payton. They go to Miami. They are 6 and a half or 7 point dogs in the Miami Heat. It's, it's a tough spot for Russell Wilson. Now, I did see a stat, according to TA, who was on the pod recently. Um, the Denver Broncos lead the NFL in points per possession, meaning they get the ball and they're scoring. Problem is they're kicking a lot of field goals, and the defense has not held up its end of the bargain. And overall, Peyton and Russ seems to be working. But it's about wins and losses in their own two, and Peyton is not look happy. Um, I, I think there could be a bet on Denver plus seven. I did bet uh, Miami at six and a half, but I think you got to come the other way at seven. Um, Rob, I, I don't know if things go off the rails for Denver, but I'll tell you this. Given that division they play in, and they haven't played the Chargers, and they haven't played the Chiefs, and they got to play them a total of four times. Denver, it's over if they go 0-3. And then you got the questions about Russell Wilson and what the hell do you do? Yeah, I'll do you one better. Uh- they played the Chiefs twice before their bye week in week nine. So assuming they lose this Sunday, which I have Miami winning that game, I, I'll, I'll, we'll get to the spread later in the week. But it's at Miami, at Chicago, which you think they would win that game. Home against the Jets, you think they win that game. So they're two and three feeling good about themselves. Then they play the Chiefs two of the next three weeks. So you are in all likelihood at the bye week at best, what, three and five? And the drumbeat for the Russell Wilson replacement to bring in Jared Stidham, because you know the most popular guy in any city is the backup quarterback. The Jared Stidham drumbeat is going to be banging louder and louder and louder. And so when you get into that bye week, if they are sitting at three and five or maybe even two and six, because God forbid they drop one of these home games, the the Jets or the, the Packers, then I would not be shocked if Russell Wilson is benched and week 10 in Buffalo, we see Jared Stidham under center. Hmm. I was going to say this week in Miami, but <laughs> bottom line is it stinks for the Broncos to start 0-2. And uh, I think it stinks for the Chargers as well, although it'll give us a ton of content. So Chargers 0-2, they go to the Vikings who are also 0-2. You lose, probably done, especially in that division. Haven't played the Chiefs yet. I know the, Chief, the Chargers have fought the Chiefs very hard. Uh, and maybe they beat them once, maybe twice, who knows? 
Um, but it just, the vibes would be very bad. Remember, this is a team that everybody thought was going to run off Brandon Staley. If they had missed the playoffs, then they fought to get in, and then they have that massive lead and collapse. At like halftime, it was like, Brandon Staley, uh, nobody wants to get rid of him. And then after the game, it was like, get him out of town. Um, and I don't know, Rob. I personally can't see them making another run at um, Sean Payton. They'd have to trade draft picks, and the ownership has been notoriously cheap. Um, I don't know how good of a look it would be for Payton to leave after a year um, if he were traded to the Chargers. I think Jim Harbaugh is a move, but are they going to want to pay Jim Harbaugh? I don't know. Um, did Kellen Moore get the job? I, I think ultimately, I, I'm on the Chargers to win this game, so I don't think we get to DEFCON 1. So um, I have to kick it to you and maybe think. As a Raiders fan, I'm guessing you think Chargers go 0-3, huh? No, I think they win this game. And and oh. unfortunately, as a Raider fan, I think they win the next game too against the Raiders. Um, you know, the, the Raiders defense outside of Max Crosby. I mean, we're we're missing a lot of stuff. So it's at home. Yeah. It'll be it'll be a de facto home game for the Raiders, but I just think that the Chargers offense would be able to score at will against my beloved Raiders. So you go into the bye week, week five, two and two, you're gonna hear like a the the concerns are gonna be quelled a little bit. The it's going to be less of a, you know, fire Staley, fire Staley. But even still, I expect them to win the next two games, get back to two and two heading into the bye. I didn't pick them to make the playoffs for a reason, you know, mm-hmm. because I think Brandon Staley is just himself, not counting the rest of the Chargers going to Charger thing. Brandon Staley by himself is worth two losses, two inexplicable losses. I don't know if it's going to come you know, uh, week eight at home against the Bears. I don't know if it's going to come week nine in New York against your Jets, but it's going to happen. He's going to do something. He's going to go for two when he shouldn't have. He's going to say, we're going to go for it on fourth down, you know, from our own 22-yard line, and it's going to backfire, give up a touchdown, ultimately proves the difference in the game. He's going to do something like that, and it's going to lead to him at the end of the season hanging out with you and I, in the sports media space because he can't get a job in the NFL because he's a defensive guy who doesn't coach a good defense. And that is why before we started recording this podcast, I floated to you. I think that Sean Payton will be the next head coach of the Los Angeles chargers mm. in 2024. Well, you know, listen, some guys are better as lieutenants than they are running the entire show. And maybe Staley's just overwhelmed and doesn't have time to focus on the defense because he's got to do all this other crap that you got to do as head coach, be the big boss, CEO. Um, maybe Staley's a great defensive corner. I guarantee you someone will hire him. He was too good before getting the Chargers gig um, to, of a defensive but coordinator. But was he? He was a defensive coordinator for one season. And he was phenomenal in that season. Well, with the team that had no? Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Okay. I mean, you Aaron and I Donald, could coach Jaylen- a... You know, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey to a pretty good Maybe defense. you, given your high school football resume. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I find it hard to believe he'll be out of the league. Um, but we went long on the 0-2, 0-3 teams. I just quickly want to get in a quick— We'll do more college football later this week. But Deion Sanders, I don't know if you guys saw this, came out and addressed a report from ESPN. Well, not a report, but a series of tweets from one of their reporters that the kid who hit Travis Hunter, the Colorado star receiver slash cornerback— hit him on the sideline, and it was a 15-yard flag. That kid was getting all kinds of death threats, and they they got his number, of course, because you can get anybody's number on the internet. They got his phone number, but then they got his mom's information and start besieging his parents. I think they put addresses, like Colorado fans got unhinged and put all this info, and the family's like under siege. Like they had to get the cops, and like cops had to go to the house, and like, I mean, for a hit in a football game? Yeah, I mean, guys, 
I understand. It, it, it was not a clean hit. It didn't look good. But to go after the guy and his family and make death threats and texts and calls and all that, like, what, what's wrong with you? Get a grip. It's a football game. Hunter, uh, the, the star guy's going to be out a few weeks. But I will give Deion Sanders credit for this. And I do keep saying, it's funny, Rob, I keep saying Deion's running his mouth, running his mouth. And I get like the same handful of people tweeting at me. Why do you got to use that phrase? Why you got to make it racial? What about every other coach who runs his mouth? You don't say that. And I thought about it. I was like, okay, fair, a little. But the reality is all Dion does is chirp. Every day he's in the media. And I get that. You're with a new program. You want to hype them up, get them on the map. You want to get Lil Wayne. You want to get Offset or all these guys. You want to get The Rock showing up. You, you want that vibe. And he is Carnival Barker that, in that way. And that's not meant to be negative. That's a reality. Look at Elon Musk. Look at how he's getting attention to Tesla and, and Twitter and SpaceX. Look at uh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, attracting attention. Like, this is what you do in the modern era. You go out and say a lot of stuff. Some of it sticks, some of it doesn't. And just stirring up interest generates eyeballs. Uh, I think Rob has the number. Colorado, Colorado State, which was a, a, a 10 p.m. kickoff on the East Coast, was like the fifth highest rated college football regular season game in ESPN history. I mean, that covers like, what, 40 years? Like, that's insane. Colorado, Colorado State. All because of Deion Sanders. Now, I don't know how much of this is hate watching. Um, I'm sure there's some of that. There's some of that a lot. But it isn't talent because other than... <coughs> 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 Sorry. Other than Shadur and Hunter, there's not a lot of talent there. And nobody... Colorado State has no... Nothing. You don't even know any other players, although the receiver looked awesome. He's probably a pro. Um, the coach with the shades comment probably stirred up some more interest. I don't know, Rob, any explanation for why the hell so many people are obsessed with Deion Sanders? Yeah, I think one thing that it comes down to, and we've seen this throughout sports history, but the one that comes to mind first to me is Floyd Mayweather Jr. When he made the switch from Pretty Boy, Pretty Boy Floyd, who was a puncher, not just a boxer, he was knocking guys out when he was Pretty Boy Floyd. He switches and becomes Money Mayweather right after the Delahoya fight. And he starts talking more than ever, more braggadocious. Um, he'll do any interview that you ask him to. Uh, and it got to a point where America was split. Either you liked Floyd and you wanted him to keep winning, or you hated everything he stood for and you wanted him to lose. And I think Deion Sanders right now has transcended that point in sports where even people who don't really watch college football like that are tuning in, whether because they like what he's doing and they like the talk, they like the way he's shaking up the college football world. You want to see him succeed, or you are the Colorado state head coach and you're the Matt rule types who are like, I don't like the way he's using the transfer portal. I don't like the way he's talking this much in the media. I don't like that. He has a film crew following around 24 seven. This is bad for amateurism. I need him to see him fail. And you're going to find out very quickly here in the next two weeks, because they play Oregon and USC, the two toughest teams on their schedule. You know, one side is going to feel vindicated. Either they win both of these games or they split and all the Dion supporters are, are very happy or more than likely they get blasted in at least one of them, probably both of them. And all of the, you know, conservative college football fans are going to say, see, this is what happens when you do all that talking. You know, karma yeah, comes fair. back and bites you, that kind of a thing. And so I'm not shocked at all by what we're seeing from, from Dion in Colorado. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's interesting. We could go longer on it uh, uh, later in the week, but um, 
I, I just, I don't know what to, they've been on a slippery slope down, like against TCU and then Nebraska, uh, and then against Colorado State. They've, it looks like their play has gone down, but it's possible that with more tape on Shadur and the offense and what they're doing, and especially the defense, which ain't great, that teams are picking up stuff and they're going to easily use it against them. So dion has got to now pivot. It's no different, Rob, than when I coached my son's youth basketball team. That's right. <laughs> Last season. And we opened thing. with full court pressure. And we're smothering teams' first three games. Well, every, everybody gets a look at it. Then they get used to it. And we got to back off. And then we got to change to half-court trap. And then we got to pivot from that to zone. And then, man, we, you got to constantly keep changing and evolving. Let's see if dion has got a counterpunch. Because he's going to need one, like you said. Uh, they're 21.5-point underdogs against Oregon. Haven't seen a USC line yet, but that's a brutal back-to-back stretch um, for the Buffaloes. All right, we went way long here. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow. Talk to you then. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.